Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It's a Friday. Oh, okay, it's a it's a Friday. We'll talk about signings and stuff on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of TLOPN, the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've covered hockey for way too long. You could hear this podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. Except smoke signals. Don't do that. You could also follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And I have a guest with me who's too sexy for this podcast. I haven't said that in a while. It's Sarah <laughs> Avampado from Locked on LA Kings and Locked on NHL. Sarah, how how you be? Well, you know, it's a Friday. Yeah. 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 I mean, what, yeah. what, what do you want to talk about? I mean, what, what can we talk um, about? Corey Perry. I mean, we could talk about Corey Perry. Yeah. <laughs> he just... <laughs> this was unintentional, but I guess we could start off with the fact that Corey Perry signed a contract yesterday mm-hmm. for $2 million for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Gee, that's exactly what the Ducks going to be paying him. The next two seasons, they're paying him... Oh, wait, no. It's $2 million per season. <laughs> so Corey Perry's getting paid one million by Tampa Bay and two million by the Ducks next season and the following season. Yeah. Goody. The Ducks are still paying him. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Like I kinda wish that my old job still paid me to go to my new job. <laughs> like I think that would be First off, I'd be making, like, so much money. It'd be so great. I could do, like, whatever I wanted. Like, that, this should be a more common arrangement. Be Like, <laughs> a company paying you to not work there anymore. And then you're just free to go about your business. I, I think, I'm going to think on this. Yeah, I, I think the folks could tell that we're just, like, it's a Friday. We're, we're almost done <laughs> with all of these. And we're still not done with the signings. The Ducks still have not made a decision on Jack Eichel. That whole thing could still happen. Ooh. But let's talk about Corey Perry for a hot minute because he was a former Duck and a former King Killer. Ugh. What do you think about that deal Tampa made? I, I mean, I just think I feel like Corey Perry was like, well, if you can't beat him, join him. Like he has now lost to the Lightning two years in a row. And so I definitely could see him being like, well... It, they they can't beat me if I'm on the team. Uh, I, I tweeted out that it has the same energy as uh, Marion Hosa appearing in you know three consecutive Stanley Cup finals with Detroit and then Pittsburgh and then you know obviously those two teams playing each other two consecutive years and then going to Chicago and finally went like it was just just very funny. Folks, like, I, I should point out that Sarah Avampato here has a pretty nice jersey collection. We've talked about this on the podcast several times. And one of the players that Sarah has a couple jerseys of is the aforementioned Marion Hosa. Uh, how many Marion Hosa jerseys do you have in your collection? Um cuz you have the Detroit one. Wait. Okay. So I have two two I have two different Detroit ones. I have um the Thrashers. I, don't, I I'm counting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have two different Detroit ones. I have the Thrashers, I have the Senators, and I have Chicago. Wow. Um, and the only one that I miss, the only stop I'm missing is Pittsburgh. Okay. 
and and international stuff. But I do have several eBay alerts set up for <laughs> all of those things. That's awesome. <laughs> it does have that energy, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the only like Corey Perry's like the unhosa. And here's here's the thing. He's only a million dollar cap hit on Tampa Bay. He's getting paid more by the Ducks for two more seasons. Just because the Ducks like to experience pain. This is a good fit for Tampa Bay considering that they lost a couple of key players. Tampa could use some of that grit, some of that veteran leadership. I'm kind of I'm kind of rolling my eyes, but kind of not, because if there's any player that wants to get one more cup, it's Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. And they still have the same core. They're probably gonna. <sighs> they're probably gonna be in the final again. I. I. I mean, I, I had a dream. Like I, you. You did. You did. You. You may have manifested I, this. I, I may have. This, I haven't mentioned on the podcast per se, so I'm going to mention it right now. So, folks, you can blame me for this. Do not blame Sarah. Blame me for this. So, about a month and a half ago, I had a dream. And I posted this on our group chat with the other lockdown hosts. And I said, I just had a dream that it was going to be Tampa Bay versus Edmonton in the cup final. And the exact dream was that Edmonton had beaten the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference final in six games. And that sixth game came on a game winning goal in overtime. And then I'm here over the speakers that Edmonton is going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning and the dream ended. I was like, what what happens next? <laughs> like like do they win? Like does Tampa Bay three peats? Does Edmonton get over the hump? Does McDavid get his first? Like I need to know these things. Or maybe I manifested it. Who knows? I mean, what happens is Corey Perry signs with the Lightning and so now I just can't decide if this is like he finally gets his his next cup because Tampa is just now unstoppable or I can't decide if he's like the the harbinger of, of doom for the lightning and now they're never going to win again or something either way it's going to be funny I mean they'll, prob- they'll probably be the favorites in the east they'll probably make the Stanley Cup final again because Tampa Bay Lightning uh, we mentioned that there was a few trades that happened and I guess we could talk about Tampa Bay right now the fact that they made a very mysterious trade the Brent Seabrook deal? What what the heck was that? Uh, well, I think that Tampa Bay has realized the, the full extent of what their evil powers can do with weaponizing uh, long-term injured reserve space and being able to exceed the cap and all that stuff. And I feel like they took a look at the quote-unquote shenanigans, depending on who you ask, that they pulled with Nikita Kucherov's season-long injury, and they were like, let's level up, uh, and acquired Brent Seabrook's, Seabrook's contract, and so now they can like continue to weaponize long-term injury reserve for several more seasons, um, which I'm sure people are going to be mad about, but listen, that's the rules, so if you don't like the rules, next time you come up with the bargaining agreement, you got to change it. <laughs> I mean, all the shenanigans of all this, you know, losing Spokane native Tyler Johnson to the Chicago Blackhawks, they dump five million in cap space. Chicago also gets a second round pick in 2023. Is Brent Seabrook even playing anymore? 
No, he is medically retired. Medically he retired. Has, he has said that he can't play ever again. So th- this is just moving his cap hit around. It's mm-hmm. like the the ghost of Henrik Zetterberg and, you know, married Hosa and Chris Pronger and all them. Like, he's not playing anymore. Med- medically retired. Ducks fans, does this sound familiar? Sarah, I think you know who I'm referring to here. He happens mm-hmm. to have his own house and posts about it. Some some guy named Ryan Kessler. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. They circumvent yep. that cap space for whatever it's worth, except the Ducks have cap space, Tampa Bay. Ay, 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 I'm actually kind of surprised that the Ducks never tried to trade his contract to a team looking to engage in shenanigans with long-term injured reserve or who just were like, yeah, we'll take on a dead contract. Like, kind of surprised they didn't do that. So what would the Lightning give up to Anaheim? I mean, you get like you give up some like picks or a prospect or something. Um, you know the the trade that sent. Um, I mean, the the Lightning also have like the dead contracts of uh, Miran Gabrick and um, the goalie Anders Nilsson. Like none of these guys are ever going to play again, but their contracts still exist. They might be up now, but like last season, Miran Gabrick was definitely a Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but you know, the, the trade that comes to mind other than the Seabrook one is whenever Chicago traded, traded Marion Hosa's contract to the Coyotes, um, and they traded Hosa and like two players and to the Coyotes and they got back like a couple of mediocre dudes. That's right. Like, yeah. So it's, it's always like picks or prospects or like something random that the other team will give up. But, you know, if you're if you're the team giving up like dead, you usually don't get a whole ton back. Usually. (laughs) All right. uh, We are going to head into the first intermission. We'll keep going with this and we'll talk about more contract shenanigans on the other side. And when you're all alone with only regrets, you'll know. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of TLOPN or Tilopin. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. That's Sarah Avampato. Hey. (laughs) You do this to me every time, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. Do you have more than one word to say right now? Eh. That's not even a word. Eh. That's kind of a word. <laughs> You're enjoying this way too much, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so um I actually wrote this down. Part of me does not want to get to it yet. I might save this for the end. Let's talk about Darcy Kemper. Cause, uh, oh yeah. Because this was kind of an interesting move by the Colorado Avs. They lost Grubauer to the Seattle Kraken. Now, once that happened, I thought, well, Grubauer was gone. Was that too much money for Grubauer? Because that was a lot, I thought. Oh, it's it's super too much money. Super too much money? Yeah. I like the way you say that. So, <laughs> hello there. So, Philip Grubauer is making 35.4 over six years. That's 5.9 per season. That's fine, is it too much? Is it not? I mean, it, it's fine. 
hockey contracts like he might be worth it right now but like i don't know i think he's good i mean he was he was a vezina finalist or whatever but he also played for colorado like i think you can put any schmuck in goal for colorado and he'll be okay um i don't know i don't i don't i think it's a gamble but it's a big time gamble i mean i but you know seattle's just like let's burn money so Here's a, here's where I'm at on this. He hasn't had a season where he's been below 2.7 goals against. Mm-hmm. The save percentage is above average. So you look at all these stats, they're above average. He doesn't allow a whole lot of goals. Even when he's had a crappy defense in front of him, mm-hmm. he still looked at least above average. Yeah. Some would say that he's more than aqueduct. Accurate. Yeah. If you know the reference, if you know what I'm saying, good for you. <laughs> should I should I tell the people? No, leave nope. them, leave them, leave them guessing. Okay, so yeah, it it's a very aqueduct contract, I think. Five, like just under six million. It's fine. He's still young. He's not even thirty yet. I have no huge problem with it, and this is a pretty. It's a move that Seattle had to make. Because they have all the cap space. So you got to ask yourself, well, Colorado has no goalie now. What do we do? What do we do? You go out and get Darcy Kemper. That's what you do. Darcy Kemper is on his way to the Colorado Avalanche. Hmm. Well, I mean, Darcy Kemper is good. Like, I I will, I, I think that that's a good move for them. I think that he is a reliable goaltender. We, we saw him kind of blossom in his career in the, the time he spent with the Kings and really sort of resurrect his image uh, with, with the time he spent with them. Um, the, what, what was the, the price in exchange for him? It was Connor Timmons and Connor Timmons, a, a first, pick. a first round pick next season and a conditional third round pick in 2024. So you want to hear the conditions of this? Sure, I bet they're hilarious. Arizona receives the pick if Colorado wins the Stanley Cup in <laughs> in 2021-22 and Kemper plays in half of the playoff games. So they're not going to get that pick. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I had a dream. I mean, <laughs> you you did. You did and it didn't involve the Seattle Kraken, Avalanche, Colorado's, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just a one-year rental. And it <laughs> may or may not work. Yeah, good good luck to Colorado. They're still the favorites in the West. Oh, but of course. Just because... And yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that Darcy Kemper is, like, a huge step backwards or anything. Um, I think it was a steep price to pay, but they also sort of shot themselves in the foot when they weren't able to come to a deal with Grubauer and had no other, like, adequate plan in place for what happens if they lost him. And their plan was, well, guess we got to overpay the coyotes. Yeah. I mean, their aqueduct plan was to get money for their big gun, which I guess we should talk about because it's important that a certain, a certain guy got a pretty big contract extension. Well, Gabe Landeskog, that's a big, big contract, 7 million per season. That's a long, long contract. Were you okay with Colorado getting their big guns back? I mean, 
I was okay with it because it wasn't my team overpaying for Gabe Landeskog. Um, like, listen, he's a great player, and like, had the Kings somehow been able to land him, that would have been amazing. I think he would have fit in really well with you know with them and the, the style of play they're trying to to achieve. And he's he's I think he was like a point per game player this past season. Like he he is a very good player, but I feel like that contract may look increasingly ugly by the time they get to the end of it. And Colorado has to hope that they, uh, they have won it all by then because things may look not pretty there uh, pretty shortly. But I think that, I think it would have been really bad for that team had they not been able to re-sign him because the avalanche are, you know, trust in Joe Sackick and, you know, everyone just sort of trusts his plan and I don't think that, you know, lowballing their captain enough to have him walk was part of that plan. So I, I think it's a good move to have re-signed him and to have taken away that uncertainty. Um, I just think that Colorado needs to get, uh, pun not intended, Kraken on uh, oh. on winning that cup. I did. I, I it's, look. It's the only phrase I can think of, and now the Kraken have like ruined the word Kraken. Um, anyway, Colorado's got to win that thing because they're running out of time. <laughs> I love it. Th- thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Oh, that 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 perked me up a bit. Um, speaking of goalies, Mark Andre Fleury going to Chicago. Do you think he's going to retire? Do I not think he's going to retire? Um, I. Um... I don't. Oh, okay. First off, I feel like anyone whose agent is Alan Walsh, I automatically just like assume that, like, there's an amount of hyperbole trying to drum up, you know, some crazy fervor. Um, so, do I a hundred percent believe he's just going to up and retire? No, but I can see it uh, because he is a guy who's very family oriented. His kids are school age. Uh, I know that you know, the kind of, the kind of idea is that he doesn't want to have to uproot his family, especially in the middle of a pandemic and doesn't want to have to move his kids, whatever. Uh, so I, I could see him just being like, you know what? Peace. I've won Stanley cups. I've won the Vezina. I've accomplished basically everything I can. I'm done. I could see that too. Honestly, I would say the odds are better than 50% that he does end up retiring mm-hmm. because he's got nothing left to prove. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, I could see him maybe playing one year in Chicago, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, he he could have could he have one year away from his family? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't think he would uproot mm-hmm. them from their home. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I I think he's done. Yeah, it's just, and it's a little sad, like because he has had like you want him to be able to go out a little more on his own terms and not because his team just decided to jettison him and not even tell him about it until after he heard about it on Twitter. Um, oh God, that. and, uh, you know, I, I know they said that he had been aware that a trade was being discussed, uh, and that Chicago had, had come up as a possible like destination, but he didn't know that he specifically was traded at that moment until, um, Twitter. Yeah, until he found out about line online, um, which you know, I feel like Vegas tries to position itself as the 
the darling of the league and we want everyone to like join our family and da da da. Um, but a little hard to accomplish that when you're just constantly just shipping out players at the slightest whim and like not even telling them. And then they find out later. Oh like, yeah. You, it, you and I, you and I will both agree on this because of the teams that we cover, you know, for, for lack of better terms, screw Vegas. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful what they did. I know you agree with me on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't like them. Uh, nope. We got a couple more things to talk about, but you know, I I think I think some of these players need a little bit of energy. They need a little boost in their step, don't they? Uh, yeah, I think they do. Yeah, uh, where where can they get such an energy boost right now? I bet that they can go to built dot com and investigate some real tasty built built bars. You know what flavor is coming back? Uh I don't know. Please the tell me. Grasshopper cookie one. What? Yeah, it's coming back for a limited time starting today. Amazing. They are, they basically taste like you're eating a thin mint cookie and they're delicious. So I definitely think that you should go and check it out, but not before I go check it out and like get my own bill bars. <laughs> so let Sarah get to them first. And after she's done getting some more built bars that taste like a thin mint, you guys can head over to built.com and order some grasshopper cookie built bars right now. And pro tip, put them in the fridge, take them out. Mm, best built bar ever. And oh, the promo code is locked15. That will get you a 15% discount on your next order of built bar. Uh, Sarah, you're legit ordering them, aren't you? Uh, no, only because I already have like a backlog of built bars that I need to eat. And so I told myself that I need to be responsible and not order more built bars that I need to eat to eat. But ah. in, in the ideal universe where I, you know, did not have an abundance of built bars, I'd a hundred percent be ordering them. <laughs> well, you know what? People asked for it and people loved it. So they're back once again, the grasshopper cookie bar for a limited time only once again, code locked 15 built.com the best tasting protein bar ever all right uh we're going to talk about some uncomfortable stuff in a second are you ready for that i guess yeah we'll get to that on the other side welcome back to the best show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On SoCal Hockey. Can I make that claim, sir? Uh, sure. All right, we're going to make that claim. Welcome back to the best podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. That is Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On NHL. Sarah, how you doing right now? Oh, uh, you know, it goes. Yeah. I, I like making that claim just just for shiggles but i i will say this on your behalf because i believe it i do love listening to locked on nhl uh guys if you haven't already listen to locked on nhl on mondays that's where you get sarah avampato interviewing special guests throughout the week so yeah check out mondays and wednesdays tell us about west Con West is it West Coast Wednesdays or Western Conference Wednesdays? What do you call it? Western Conference Wednesdays. And who is your new co-host? 
Uh, I am joined on a weekly basis by uh, Jasper Mosto, who is host of Locked on Flames, and we get together every week and uh, basically talk trash about some of the other teams. Nice. Love it. We could talk trash about two teams right now that are in the Western Conference because they made a pretty big, splashy trade. The Canucks and the Coyotes. This was this was a, a weird one. Vancouver got Oliver ekman Larson and Connor Garland. Dang. Arizona got Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Dylan Genther, a second and a seventh. The fault. I mean, wow. What do you think of that one? <laughs> That's a lot of things. That's a lot. Right, good luck. So who won that trade, Arizona or Vancouver? Uh, I mean, why not both? I think they both won in their own separate ways. Um Vancouver gets better with the addition of Connor Garland. Like he's, I I had hoped that maybe the Kings would have found some way to pry him out of, of Vancouver, of uh, Arizona. Uh, you know, I, I think that I, I think Oliver Ekman Larson is not as bad as some of the fancy sets say that he is. I think that he has the chance to kind of bounce back, especially uh, well, I was going to say usually players bounce back when they play on better teams, but uh, it's, uh, that's probably not going to happen either. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it's uh, it's uh, it's a choice that they all made. <laughs> it's an interesting choice. I don't know if I... I think my winner for this trade is not going to be Vancouver. I think Arizona won the trade only because they do get Dylan Genther, who I liked a lot. I thought Dylan Genther could have possibly gone third. And yeah. he dropped all the way to nine. Mm-hmm. WTF. Roussel, not a bad player. Jay Beagle, there's probably still something left. I mean, yeah, he's 35, but there's probably something left in there, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely like the face-off specialist. And Louis Erickson, is... he's no spring chicken. Oh, he exists. Yeah. So I, I don't know who won that one, but that's that's an interesting trade because it brings Oliver Ekman, Larson, and Connor Garland back into our division. Just when we thought we were not going to see them much anymore, Arizona goes off to the Central. Oh, no. Sorry. One Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. WTF. Speaking of WTF. All right, Sarah, I'm going to let you rant here. Um, I actually wrote this down. WTF Carolina question mark. Do you want to just go or do you want me to introduce it? Uh, so Carolina proved that it's only their social media that's fun and everything else about it is just a re- your regular old hockey team. Uh, they started out all the stupid decisions by deciding to trade uh, goaltender Alex Nedeljkovic to the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for... Uh, well, it's it was the rights to Alex Nedeljkovic, and they traded him for the rights to negotiate with uh, Jonathan Bernier. Uh, they also sent a pick going Detroit's way as well. Um, what they maybe didn't anticipate, and I think Bernier even kind of not even alluded to, I think he, he straight up said in his media availability when he signed with, I don't remember where he signed. The Devils. But, the Devils. Uh, yeah, he sure did not sign with Carolina. Uh, and he, he basically said, I think they underestimated the goalie market. Uh, and I believe that that is a true statement. Um, 
They, so so they traded away their like young up and coming goaltender who finally finally entrenched himself in the NHL this season uh, for a guy who they ended up not even signing. So it's like they just picked up Alex Ndalkovich and just gave him away for free to someone. Uh, so that was bad. I thought that was really bad. Just very short sighted. Oh, but it gets worse. How does it get it, worse, Sarah? It does. Well, on free agent frenzy, fun, exciting day. Uh, the Hurricanes made a handful of like smaller signings and everything, uh, but none of them distracted from the incredibly stupid fact that they decided to sign Tony D'Angelo. The last we heard from Tony D'Angelo, he was basically suspended by the Rangers because he got in a fight with his teammates and like a physical like punching fight. And Rangers leadership was basically like, you're never going to play a game with us again. And he didn't play last season because he was too busy being suspended because he's a jerk. Um, And somehow the Carolina Hurricanes decided in their room where they talk about how culture is important and how building like the the best, most greatest group of men is important, uh, that they have now brought in someone who, in addition to getting into a fight, a physical altercation with a teammate, uh, he has been repeatedly suspended uh, throughout his career, uh, starting in juniors, for uh, delivering uh, racial or ethnic, I guess it depends on who you ask, uh, slurs at a teammate. Uh, He has been suspended in both the OHL and NHL for abusive officials, uh, Mm -hmm. for laying hands essentially on on, uh, uh, officials. Is just he has his uh, podcast. I don't know if they still do it. I try to ignore the fact that he exists. Uh, but the podcast that he has done with uh, current king Brendan Lemieux, another reason I wasn't excited about that trade. Uh, that's basically like the you know freedom of speech podcast or whatever. Uh, if if you don't know anything about Tony D'Angelo and his own personal politics or whatever, uh, let's just say that a very fair question was asked of him: of Did you support the January sixth? insurrection Insurrection. riot things at the Capitol. Uh, So this is, this is who Tony D'Angelo is. And he in the the Carolina hurricanes decided this is the kind of player that they want to add to their locker room. Uh, And in his media availability afterwards, uh, he went on some sort of ramble about how like many of the things that he did was just because he's too competitive. And I don't know about you, but whenever I'm feeling competitive, I don't lay hands on an official or drop racial slurs. So, you know, cool. This Um, this is something that gets to me a lot because I've, I've seen this happen, not just online. I've seen stuff like this happen in person. Uh, Just mm -hmm. to get a little bit personal here. I don't tolerate racism at all. I, I really don't. And I, and I know some listeners will be like, why are we talking about this again? Like, I thought we weren't going to. Okay, you know what? This is still my podcast. I still want to talk about it just for a few seconds and then I'll let it go. I've seen this happen last season where a player said a very derogatory remark towards an Ontario Rain player. He subsequently got his lights punched out. But stuff like that has no room in our game whatsoever. And to your point, like you said, he has this podcast, which is not as good as ours because he doesn't talk about supporting the insurrection or anything racist or anything of that ilk. It's just not a good look. After Carolina went on and on about being inclusive and hockey is for everyone and we support this, support that, it means nothing. It means nothing 
totally disregards everything that Caroline has done up to this point, and they clearly don't care about their fan base. Yeah, it it just baffles my mind that they made this movie. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's one of those things where it's like there's clearly, you know, I I feel bad for their like social media team and the people who have to like market and sell this team because. And everything I know from, uh, for anyone new, I cover the Hurricanes AHL team um, here in Chicago. So I, I, I have some colleagues who, you know, obviously cover the Hurricanes in Carolina and are, you know, close with people who work for the team and everything. And, you know, all, all of those people recognize that this is not a good move. But obviously, you know, management doesn't ask, you know the social media team, hey, how's this going to play? Um, much like Montreal's complete fiasco oh, of boy. drafting that uh, the kid who we're not yeah. going to talk about, yeah. where, you know, it's like if you already needed to have a statement prepared saying how you think that this was an okay choice to make, then you made, you know, you made a wrong choice. And Carolina was much in the same vein of having already had a prepared statement and like m- a media tour essentially to try to say why this was an okay thing to do. Um, and it, it's just, it's frustrating. It, it, it's just a reminder that like the brand of your team can be whatever you want it to be. But at the end of the day, uh, the people in charge, the people in your front office, and even the other hockey men who you thought were, you know, all good people, because as, as ownership uh, of the hurricane said, we talked to other people and we talked to his teammates and we didn't hear anything bad about them. And it's like, okay, well, did you talk to his teammates of color first off? Did you talk mm-hmm. to the kid in the OHL that he directed slurs at? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. Uh, and of course, many of his other teammates are going to say they got along with him because they're all the same rich white guys. Oh, and but of guess, course they're, you know. <laughs> but guess what? There's a little bit more. T- We're not done with this story because there's a little bit more to this before we finish. Of course Guess what is. Carolina did shortly after that? Oh, that's they right. Made they an- traded for. They, they made they another traded. deal. Ethan Bear, one of my favorite players of all time, one of my favorite players to meet up close uh, in his time with Bakersfield. He was always one of the nicest guys out there. He he would be very friendly to the media. He'd be friendly to the fans. People loved him in Bakersfield. They loved him in Edmonton. Ethan Bear, for those that are not aware, um, he has Cree syllabic on his jersey. And he speaks out frequently against racism. And he's spoken out against racist comments. And he condemns them. And now you bring Ethan Bear to the Carolina Hurricanes in that locker room. It it looks worse when you bring Ethan Bear into that toxic environment. I wouldn't blame Bear at all if he demands another move at some point. I know he's a pro, but still. Yeah, and and not only did they trade for him, they also just drafted this season two players of color in this year's draft, uh, and they also have uh, Ryan Suzuki in their uh, their system as well. Um, and it's it's just a and, and the frustrating thing is that like none of these guys should have to deal with this because we we saw what happened in New York with uh, Keandre Miller, uh, who is a, a black defenseman who uh, you know came out and like said like, Oh no, I don't have any problems with Tony and blah, blah, blah. Like maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but he shouldn't have to be put in that position. And none of these teammates should have to be put in the position of being asked to possibly defend their known racist teammate. 
uh, because especially these young players, um, they're not exactly in a position to speak out and say, no, this isn't okay. You know, they're, they're all obviously very concerned with not losing their NHL jobs. So I would totally understand if a player like Ethan Bear, who is still very young in his career and, you know, probably wary of ever saying anything, I could understand him saying, oh, no, I don't have any problem with this guy. It's fine. Like, it's fine. We get along fine. But do they? Who knows? Who knows? But, you know, the, the young guys aren't in a position to, to necessarily feel like they can speak the truth about it because they probably rightfully think that they will get, you know, demoted or traded or blackballed or whatever. Uh, and I, I can't say that they would be, you know, unfounded in having that fear. I mean, we, we've run long on time on this, but um, I do love having this conversation. I do love speaking out about this. Um, we'll have to continue this at some point in the future. but Of course. Yeah, but Sarah, it is always, always great to have you on. It is lovely to finish the week with you. So thanks for coming on once again, and I truly appreciate it. Gladly. Always here to share opinions. I love sharing opinions. Um, it's one of my core competencies. <laughs> one of your better qualities, I will say. Yeah. 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 Good show. Good show. Yeah. That's once again, sir, I'm part of the host of Locked on Ducks. Oh, what? Everything's fine, right? <laughs> totally normal. Yeah, we're good. Nothing to see here. Nope. So since Sarah is the host of Locked on Ducks again, I will let her finish off the program. Let, let's see how you do this. Oh, man. Put me on the spot here. Uh, well, for me, uh, Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On Whatever, and uh, Jason J.D. Hernandez, longtime host of Locked On Kings, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure that you're following all of us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Uh, you can find uh, Jason at Stimpy JD, Locked On Kings at Locked On LA Kings, Locked On Ducks at LO underscore Ducks. Yep. Thank you. Uh, you can find all of us, obviously, on social media. Find the shows wherever you get your favorite podcasts of choice. Uh, go click on your little Apple iTunes thing and give us all five-star reviews and tell us how great we are and how much you love us, because that'll make my day. Uh, and make sure you come back uh, next week and all the time for more King slash Ducks news on Locked On Los Angeles King slash Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and uh ducks fly together